and again, these numbers are off. I don't at me. I know that they're wrong. I'm just trying to keep it simple so everybody can understand. Episode 1067 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Best of ish edition. Today's quick tip benefits of running in the summer. Hey, y'all, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by Patreon, but brought to you by you guys, some of you guys at least. Um, and big thanks to Marcel for jumping on board the old Patreon train, sending a little bit of cash my way each month. If you would enjoy what we've got going on around here, you want some warm fuzzies every month, uh, you can get them. One way to get some warm fuzzies every month is uh, to support the show, support what we've got going on over here financially. And Patreon is a great way to do that every month. You pledge a dollar, five, two, seven, twelve, fourteen. I don't know, whatever you think it's worth. Uh, no amount too big, no amount too small. And it, uh, you know, comes my way each and every month. And, you know, a few people chipping in here, a few people chipping in there. And, and you know, not that uh, it's a get rich scheme by any means, but it's not nothing. And it's very much appreciated. So uh, in addition to the warm fuzzies, you also get access to the book club. Once we get resettled in uh, the, the move that's hopefully happening very soon, at least as this episode comes out at the end of July 2022, uh, get really getting looking forward to getting focused on writing the book again. You get access to all the rough progress of the new book, Marathons and Meta- Metaphors, which I've only been working on for like three years, but actually like seriously working on for a little bit before everything got turned upside down. We decided to think about moving and things got moved around to the back burner, but I'm going to get back to that hot and heavy this fall and all the patrons get, uh, you know, access to the, the word document or not the word documents, the, uh, Google, uh, whatever, what's, what's the Google word program, whatever it is, you know what it is. Um, but get access to those on the Google drive. You can read them. You can see them form, uh, going from a very, very rough stone right now. And, uh, you can follow along as they hopefully get polished into something, of a gem, maybe a cubic zirconium. I don't know, but, but we'll see what it polishes out to when it's all said and done. Um, but those are just a couple of the extra perks in addition to the warm fuzzies that all the supporters on Patreon get. So if that's something that sounds appealing to you, you know, if you're like, Hey, you know, I can, I can kick him a couple bucks, buy him a couple cups of coffee every month, get some warm fuzzies and a few other bonuses as well. Patreon.com slash disruns is the link. That's P A T. R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash disruns. Thanks for the support. Thanks, Marcel, for jumping on. And, of course, thanks to everybody who's been on board for a while, short time, on, off, whatever. All the support is very much appreciated. So today, dipping, dipping back deep into the archives, going back to 2015, seven years ago, seven-plus years ago, episode 126, a lifetime ago in terms of podcasting, uh, we talked about benefits of training in the summer. And apparently I haven't revisited this, this episode since. I mean, we've touched on it a little bit here and there. It comes up. It's a topic that comes up usually this time of year. Again, as this episode goes out in the, the end of July, it's kind of uh, hot in a lot of places, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. Our UK friends this last week have been uh, really complaining uh, some of my New England-ish folks, people I work with, are just friends as well. It's been every bit as hot there as it's been down here in Florida the last few days. And, uh, you know, at least we have air conditioning and we're kind of used to it. And it's, it's a shock for you all up there. And it's, it's the same pattern that's been played out certainly across the U.S., across Canada, uh, lots of places this summer. It's hot. And uh, for some of us, 
mostly just for Thessaly, whatever, because she's running on the treadmill and it doesn't matter. But for the rest of us that would prefer to be outside, some of us have had to retreat inside to try to get a little bit of that air conditioning, running a little bit on the treadmill. Now, I'm not here to try to tell you that running outside this time of year is particularly enjoyable. It's a slog some days, maybe most days. Um, you know, the heat, the humidity, or the, just the, the dry, oppressive heat, depending on where you're listening to this from, uh, is a thing. It's tough. And um, again, not a lot of fun. A little bit of extra chafing, potential for sunburn, all kinds of insects, just nonsense running outside in the summertime. Yet, there are benefits to it. Tangible benefits that can and do pay off, bring bare fruit in the fall once the weather cools down a little bit. Um, and so if you've got fall races or if you're just, you know, wondering, questioning your sanity of why you're slogging through things right now, here's a, a couple of couple of things to keep in mind. Again, that we first talked about back in 2015. Let's refresh on some of the benefits of running in the summer in case you're questioning your sanity right about now. So, you know, the, the, the first couple, and I think probably the only ones that I really talked about in 2015, are somewhat physiological. I, I've heard it said before that, that heat and humidity is the poor man's altitude training. And like, I kind of believe that, you know, it's, it's, it, the way it, it, it affects us physiologically is somewhat differently or the process, but the, the, the way it kind of works out is somewhat the same, not exactly the same. You know, all you physiologists it, it, save your emails. You don't need to, to correct me here. Cause I know I'm, I know I'm missing the point a little bit. But also at the same time, we don't need to get too deep in the weeds here. So we'll try to keep this as, as surf, superficially understandable while also as close to factually accurate, technically accurate as possible. So when you're running in the summer, you may have noticed you sweat a little bit more than you do maybe when you're running in the winter. Funny how that works out. When it's warmer outside, our bodies have to cool themselves, right? Like you all know this, biology 101, shoot, biology sixth grade. Why, why do we sweat as humans? Because that's our body's way to cool our system. Get too hot on the inside, things start to cook from the inside out. Needless to say, that's problematic for us as living sentient beings. So the way our body responds, and again, you know this, but just to make sure we're on the same page, is that you go through this this process of perspiration, of sweating, the, the liquid that forms on the surface of your skin, it then evaporates when it, you know, with the atmosphere and that process of doing so hashtag chemistry causes a cooling effect to the surface of the skin cools. It helps to cool the temperature. That's why sweating is really advantageous. As much as we may not like it, it's, it's a game changer. If you don't sweat, you can't do anything in the summertime. Um, and, and even, you know, running in the fall and winter would be super sketchy because when we're running, of course, we're generating more body heat, right? That, that, the process, the, the energy burn that's happening has a kinetic uh, heat, a thermographic effect. Look at me using all kinds of five, five point words here. Um, but like it, it, it raises our temperature. And when the environment that we're in is also elevated or the temperature, the environment is, is elevated and warm. Um, you know, that, that it's even quicker for the core temperature to go up. And that's why our sweating is, is so important. So when that happens, when we're out on a run in the summer, and you're sweating like it's going out of style. Basically, your body has to kind of ration out the blood. Okay? So, obviously, our legs need blood. 
I mean, our whole body needs blood, but when we're running, our, 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 there's a focus of blood to the legs to, to bring the oxygen, the nutrients, the, the materials that our muscles need to fire and to propel us forward. But because your body is, is also dealing with the added heat stress of increasing you know, body temperature from activity while also being in the, the hot environment, your body also has to divert some blood to the skin, to the surface. That's what allows for perspiration to take place is blood coming to the capillaries right by the surface of the skin, hence the sweat, hence the evaporation, hence the cooling effect of sweat in the summer. So when that's happening, you know, and this is obviously happening well below the level of consciousness, but when this is happening, our body in, in all its infinite wisdom is like diverting blood. And I'm not going to say it's a 50-50 impact, but for, for sake of, of ease of understanding, let's say that it, it means that our body is di- diverting 50% of our blood to our legs, 50% of our blood to the surface for evaporation, for cooling. Again, those aren't exact. Those aren't even probably close to exact numbers. There fractions of blood still going all over the place. Obviously, we got to get blood to the brain, blood to the heart, blood to the blood. But just for ease of of comparison, right? So, as we train through the summer, as we grind out our miles in the summer, we kind of adapt a little bit. You know, like a our body starts to to increase the liquid capacity of our blood. The, the um, the plasma volume goes up. This is a, this is physiological. It just happens. Um, but that helps to dilute the blood. You've heard of people in the South having thin blood, you know, it's kind of true. Um, and so the blood thins out a little bit, becomes more viscous. So it's easier to divert blood both directions. But also what happens is we kind of get used to, we get trained running at, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, kind of at a half tank, instead of getting all the blood to go to our legs, got half it going to the surface. So we're used to covering miles, training, doing our workouts with less blood, which also means less oxygen capacity because that's what the red blood cells do, right? Again, back to biology. You're welcome. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. But you get more, you get half of your blood cells are going to the surface. Half of the blood cells, the red blood cells are going to the muscles to, to bring the oxygen to, to power the body. We get kind of used to it. We adapt to it. We get stronger. Our, our fitness, maybe does, maybe the, the, the numbers on Strava don't show a difference, but our bodies start to get used to running, at, again, at half strength, right? To keep our numbers, numbers inaccurate, but easy, 50-50. Well, then guess what happens when the cooler weather comes? Maybe for some of you, that means it comes in August. Maybe for some of us, it might be, uh, you know, the week after Thanksgiving. Somewhere in there, it starts to cool down. Pseudo fall hits are actual real fall hits. And all of a sudden, instead of running in a, in a sauna, in a steam room, it's a little bit almost, dare I say, chilly out there. And when you have those days, especially early in the fall, your body almost doesn't know what to do with itself. I mean, it knows what to do with itself, but it's like, Hey, wait a second. We're out here running. We're cruising right along. And like, yeah, you're generating some body heat, but the environment that you're in is now so dramatically cooler that we don't have to divert 50% of the blood to the surface to, to sweat it out, to help keep our core temperature cool, to help keep us from cooking from the inside out. Instead, your body's able to go, huh, maybe we only need to, to divert 20%, 10%, 5%, depending on how cool it actually is and how much heat you're actually generating. 
And so now instead of, and again, these numbers are off. I don't at me. I know that they're wrong. I'm just trying to keep it simple so everybody can understand. So now instead of, of splitting your blood 50-50 between your legs and your skin, you're sending 75% of the blood to the muscles, 80%, 90%. And all that extra oxygen carrying capacity, all that extra fuel, nutrients, and predominantly oxygen going to the muscles. Whoo, buddy. That internal governor gets switched off real quick because we're not overheating. We've got plenty of, of blood going to the surface to cause that little bit of perspiration to keep us, keep us nice and cool, core temperature-wise. All this oxygen, all this oxygen-rich blood hanging out in the glutes and the hamstrings and the quads, just fueling that mitochondria, just hammering. I'm here to tell you, like every year that I live here, that I've been living in Florida, I'm assuming it'll be pretty similar once we move to Georgia. Summertime, especially, you know, you get to this part of the summer, you know, it's been summer for five months now. We've still got four months to go, maybe three and a half in Georgia. I don't know. We'll see. I'll report back on when fall starts in Georgia versus when it starts in Florida. But it's like, you know, you know, you're kind of halfway through it, but like, yeah, there's still a ways to go. It's the dog days, right? And like running gets tough and it starts to, to really be a slog. But when we get that one cooler day and you go out there and you're just flying, just cruising right along, feeling like a million bucks. Where did all this come from? Oh, wait a minute. It's because it's, it's 65 degrees today and the humidity dropped a little bit. And it's that body going, hey, we got all this extra blood now. We might as well, might as well just cruise right along. Makes a difference. Makes a difference. So there's some physiology, the thinning of the blood and just kind of getting used to running at, you know, reduced blood volume to the muscles. And now you get it back when it cools off. Benefits of training through the summer. But there's another benefit that I think is, is worth pointing out. Maybe it's a little bit more, um, I don't know. It's not necessarily more woo-woo, but it's, it's more of a mental benefit, I think. And it's especially for those of you that are racing in early fall, which again, depending on where you are, could be anywhere from like Labor Day to Thanksgiving, but somewhere in the fall where there's a chance that you could get some good, cool weather, but there's also a chance that it could be a little warmer than you'd like it to be. You know, a little bit warmer than optimal race day conditions. And now there is a point where if it's, if it's too warm or if it's warm enough, it's going to impact your performance. Like your chances of just hammering PR and like they do start to decrease at a certain temperature. But one thing I've witnessed down here over the years is that a hot and humid day, people just kind of defeat themselves before they even get to the starting line. Like, oh, it's so terrible out. Like, ah, oh, there's no way I can run a great race today. There's no way I can, I, oh man, it's just, oh, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be miserable. And I mean, they're probably not wrong, but if you've been training through the worst of the summer been training through that summer heat, not tucked in the gym on the treadmill, running next to Thessaly, but outside sweating it out, dare I say, suffering, surviving, getting through it. And you're hoping that it's going to be, you know, 55 degrees and low humidity on race day. And it ends up being like 70 with like mild to moderate levels of humidity. Ideal conditions? No. But is it better than the 85, 90 that you've been training in all summer? Are you confident that your body can handle the heat? You can, that you can maybe not PR today, but you can still run a pretty strong race. You can still push yourself. You're not resigned to just you know, slowing way down for whatever your, your race goals might've been. Like maybe you even feel like, you know what? 
It's not perfect conditions, but I'm going to give it a shot. What do I got to lose? If I start overheating towards the end, I'll back it off. But maybe, just maybe, because I've been training through the summer, both mentally and physically, my body's, like, I'm ready. Like, I'm as ready as I can be in these conditions. Let's give a hell and see what happens. So there's a bit of a, of a psychological, I think, benefit of training for the summer. I've run some races in the fall where I was hoping it would be cooler than it was. But it was cooler than it had been in when I was training. So at least there's that. A little benefit of training through the summer? I think so. I think so. That's for you to decide. But those are some of the benefits to me of training through the summer. That blood, Getting that blood to thin out, which helps physiologically. Getting some of that ability to run on half, half power. And then hopefully it cools down on race day. You get that full, full blood supply to the muscles. And if it's not cooler on race day, or at least not as cool as you might want it to be, at least there's a little bit of psychological edge of like, I've trained through this. I'm prepared. My body can handle it. I know where I chafe. I know where I need to lube up so I don't chafe too much on race day. We'll sweat it out. See what happens. So there you go. What am I missing? What are some other benefits of training through the summer that you've experienced? Maybe you love that watch tan line or the, the sports bra tan line or the singlet tan line. What other benefits do you have when it comes to training in the summer? Let me know at Dizruns on Instagram and also on Twitter, which I usually say first. At Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can always also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can also, also head over to the show notes for today, which normally are just copy and pasted from the original episode. But apparently back in 2015, I did a pretty haphazard job on the show notes. So I didn't add a whole lot to this one, but I had to add some memes and gifs because obvi. So check out the memes, check out the gifs, check out the links, all the things as per usual in the show notes for today. The new version, disruns.com slash 1067, 1067. You want to go see the OG notes for this episode, disruns.com slash 126 from seven years ago. Goodness gracious, time flies when you're having fun. Time also flies when you're recording quick tips. I think the, the OG of this one was like 11 minutes. And now, yeah, now we're back in our comfort zone, closing in on 20 minutes for this episode. That's how we roll in 2022. Who knows how we roll when we revisit this one in 2029. Maybe the quick tips will be 45 minutes, or maybe they'll be back down to like three minutes. (laughs) Yeah, right. Anyway, if you want to support the show as we continue to grow through 2022, up and beyond to 2029, and who knows where we we all wind it down, uh, patreon.com slash disruns is linked. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash disruns. You can also have, we have it linked right there in the show notes for every episode as well. Make it easy for you. If you're ever click over to the website, click the button, bada boom, bada bam, throw a couple shillings my way. will always be appreciated. And again, thanks to Marcel for jumping on board, uh, in the last few weeks. Appreciate you, sir. And, uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. If there's somebody that, you know, some runner friend that you have that's struggling this summer, that's questioning his or her sanity. Maybe hit that share button. Send this one their way. Hopefully, some of the nonsense that comes out of my mouth will resonate with them and make them go, hey, yeah, all right, there's going to be a payoff for this. It's going to be worth it and keep going. And you get some good friend points for, for sharing, for helping, helping a, a runner in need out. It's always a good thing to do. And if not, just hit that share button anyway. Or if not, don't share it at all. Just thanks for listening. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your attention. Hope you have a good one. And uh, with that, where I gotta, I gotta say my normal thing here, or else I'm gonna be all cattywampus. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking us with you today. And until next time, y'all be well. Take good care, and uh, we'll talk soon. Right? See you. <laughs>